I know that it seems sometimes that no matter what you do, and no matter how hard you work, striving to make things better in your life, but for some reason you're not getting nowhere. Well, I want you to turn to the one next to you and tell them, you tried your way. It didn't work, no. You put him second. And put you first. Oh, yeah. You trusted friends. Oh, they had your back. Oh. And every time you turn around, it seems you're under attack. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But turn to your neighbor and say, See, the devil is alive. No, I'm not going to die. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. This is your host, Elder Gregory Newsom, with the Faith in God Internet TV. God bless you. We bring you greetings in the matchless name of Jesus. And we have a beautiful broadcast today. We're going to be dealing with the word of God today. Talking about keeping your commitment and what it means to have a covenant. Let us go before his throne. Eternal God, our Savior, in the precious name of Jesus. Lord, as we come before thee and before thy throne, Lord, we want to thank you for your blessings. Want to thank you, oh God, for your mercy. We want to thank you, oh God, for your everlasting love. And fathers, we pray today, we ask God you would forgive us as we forgive those their debts and trespasses. Let your blood cover now. Look on, oh God. Oh God, our local body, Pentecostal Power Church, and all of our leaders, we pray God for our, oh God, our presider, and oh God, the Scott family, we pray right now in the name of Jesus that you would touch hearts and minds, God, through this broadcast as we sow seeds of faith through the word of God and prayer, let your word sin increase. And Father, we forever thank you. We give you glory and praise. Help us to decrease that you might increase. And Father, we forever thank you. And we give you all the glory, honor, and the praise in Jesus' name to the glory of God. Thank God. Amen and amen. Praise God. Hallelujah. Amen. And we, amen, thank God for you, you, and you as we give honor to our Lord and Savior. Jesus Christ, to our own pastor, our honorable pastor, and the personal bishop, Ellis Murchison Sr., and to Lady Murchison of the Pentecostal Power Church, and to my own wife, Missionary Newson. We thank God for what God is doing in the lives of his people and to the Pentecostal Power Church family. We love you on today, and we say God bless you. I want to give a special shout out to all the people of God, especially those that God is uh, um, showing his hand, amen, to be Amen. Gracious. Amen. And mighty in their life. We thank God for uh, delivering uh, the people from uh, uh, diverse. Amen. Uh, trials and tests. We thank God for that. And so we're going to get into the Bible study today as we talk about covenant and keeping your commitment. Praise the Lord. And we're going to go right in first Corinthians chapter six. We kind of uh, danced around it yesterday because we were dealing with some other stuff, which is found in Deuteronomy 23 and 21. And we'll read that and then we'll go right into first Corinthians chapter six. 
All right. And it says, when thou vow a vow unto the Lord thy God, he said, thou uh, shall not slack to pay it. Uh, for the Lord thy God will surely require it of thee, and it will be sin in thee. And so uh, we are admonished to pay our vow. Uh, we know uh, the word uh, vow covenant. Uh, it means a sacred uh, bond or a sacred kinship between two parties. And it means to be swearing uh, by agreeing by swearing by oath. And uh, this was uh, a very, very um, uh, good culture that uh, exercises was Roman culture. And it says God covenants are prominent in the period of salvation. And so we know that we can see uh, God keeping his covenant uh, with man through the New Testament. Amen. And he said, you know, in his blood, you know, um, you know, he um, solidified another covenant through the New Testament, through his blood. Amen. Making a blood covenant. Amen. Because without the shedding of blood, there's no remission of sin. And so uh, God uh, divinely uh, revealed his covenant through the saving uh, plan of God by uh, establishing communion with the people of God uh, in fellowship through the Holy Ghost. And so as he did with Israel through establishing communion with the nations uh, through his plan of salvation for them through the law, he did it also uh, for the church, amen, through uh, the Holy Spirit. And so we can see the connection there, okay? And uh, covenant simply means to have uh, an agreement or a contract. Excuse me, and it means to um, have um, a sacred oath, all right? And so it's very, very important uh, that we understand what uh, covenant uh, simply means. And so as we get into 1 Corinthians chapter 6, uh, we want to start at verse number 12. Uh, let us take a look at that. First uh, Corinthians chapter six, and uh, we're going to go to verse number um, 12. Okay. And he says here, um, all things are lawful unto me, but all things are not expedient. And he says, uh, all things are lawful for me, but I will not be brought under the power of any. Uh Verse number 13, he says, for uh, meats for the belly and belly for meats, but God shall destroy both it and them. Now the body is not for fornication, it says here clearly. Uh, now the body is uh, not for fornication, but for the Lord and the Lord for the body. Okay. And so, um, you know, our body belongs to God. Okay. And it says here in verse 14, and God uh, had both raised up the Lord and will also raise us up by his own power. All right. All right. God promised that he would do this. All right. And so we don't have to worry about any promises God lay out or any uh, covenants that God lay out. He's going to fulfill his end of it. We have a responsibility to live right. Okay. Verse number 15, know ye not that your bodies are members of Christ. And he says, shall I take then, he says, shall I then take the members of Christ and make them members of an herald? God forbid. And so once you are saved, he says, know ye not 
that your bodies are members of Christ. Shall I then take the members of Christ and make them the members of an harlot? God forbid. All right. We're going to go to Romans 12 and five to kind of explain this. And so we don't go back into, you know, we don't go back into our old uh, way of doing things. Okay. He says, what know ye not verse number 16 he says, what know ye not that he that is joined to an harlot is one body. And for two said, he shall be one flesh. But he that is joined unto the Lord is one spirit. And he says in verse 18, flee fornication, every sin that a man doeth without the body, but he that committed fornication sinned against his own body. Praise the Lord. And so we break covenant with God when we sin with our own body. And he says in verse 19, what know ye not that your body is the temple of the Holy Ghost, which is in you. Now the Holy Ghost, when it's in you, you got to recognize this uh, old temple has been erected as a new temple once um, you've been created in righteousness, recreated in Christ. You know, once you have been born of the spirit, okay? You know, when you get baptized in that water, praise the Lord, saints. When you get baptized in that water, you know, you know, your, 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 your old hands look new and your old feet looks new, but they the same ones. There is a work that has happened on the inside that have changed, you know, uh, the inward man that have changed the mind that causes us to uh, uh, be born again. Praise the Lord. And so the old body becomes a temple of God where it used to be, uh, uh, you know, a temple of wreckage and, uh, you know, uh, a lot of mischief. And now once you're born of the water and of the spirit, he said, what know ye not that your body is the temple of the Holy Ghost, which is in you, which you have of God and ye are not your own. This is what we want to talk about in this covenant. When we make covenant with God, we, 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 we can't do what we want to do. Yeah, you can do what you want to do. I know it sounds like a rhetorical uh, statement. You can do what you want to do, but really you can't do what you want to do and stay in right standings with God. And so Paul said, I, the prisoner of the Lord, meaning that he was in the bonds of Christ, meaning he no longer could do the things that satisfy the flesh. Praise the Lord. But the things that please God. And so we too have that same responsibility because we're in this new covenant. Praise the Lord. And so we have to keep our uh, commitment to God through fasting, through prayer, through seeking the face of God, through uh uh, uh, being together unified as a body of believers. He says here in verse 19, he says, what? Know ye not uh, to the Corinthians here in first Corinthians uh, that your body is a temple of the Holy Ghost, which is in you. He reminds them that the Holy Ghost that's in you, you have it of God. You don't have it of yourself. You didn't get it of yourself. God had to give you this covenant. God had to give you this promise. 
He told him in Luke 24 and 45 through 49 there, he told him to go ye and tarry in the city of Jerusalem till you be endued with power from on high. But when he told him to do that, the Bible says, then he opened up their understanding to the scriptures. And the Bible says in Luke there, he says, thus it is written and thus it behoove Christ to suffer and to be raised the third day and that repentance and remission of sin should be preached in his name beginning at Jerusalem. Praise the Lord. And so he gave them instruction. And when he gives them the instructions to go down and wait and tarry, tarry means to wait. Go down there and wait in the city of Jerusalem till you be endued with power from on high. Now he tells them to go wait for something. He gives them a promise and he tells them, he tells them and instructs them to go down there and receive it. Praise the Lord. And so God never lays out a promise or a covenant without fulfilling it. Praise the Lord. And so we can see here, he's telling the Corinthian church here uh, that your body is the temple of the Holy Ghost. And we know when, 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 when the scripture uh, gives this uh, particular, cites this point that uh, we uh, have the temple of the Holy Ghost, the spirit of God that's in us. We have a living, we have a, we have a living covenant. This covenant is not dead. Praise the Lord. It's, it's alive as long as we live holy to God. When we break covenant with God, we die. Just like Adam and Eve died in the garden. When they sinned against God, they died both spiritually, naturally, and eternally. Even though the natural death was going to be progression. Let's don't forget now, they died in three aspects, body, soul, and spirit. And look, they were degenerating every day. They were dying. Sin took them out immediately. Praise the Lord. Took them out of fellowship with God. When we sin, it takes us out of relationship with God. It doesn't matter what your title is. It doesn't matter how long you've been saved. It does not matter how much scripture you know. Praise the Lord. And so all sin is sin. All unrighteousness is sin. Sin is not what man say it is, but sin is what God say it is. And so if you in fornication, if you in situations where you sleeping around with Sue and Sally and you got a man that you're not married to, you in fornication. Praise the Lord. And you need to get out of that situation immediately. Praise the Lord. And you need salvation. You need the gospel of Jesus Christ preached to you and you can repent of it. If you've been saved and you backslid, you can repent and receive uh, restoration. Praise the Lord. All right. And so how do we get it? We have it of God, the Holy Ghost, and we are not our own. And since we're not our own, we cannot rectify the problem our way. It's got to be done God's way. It's got to be done according to scripture. Praise the Lord. If that person is to be restored and that person is to be delivered, it's got to be done according to the word. Otherwise, that person is still going to be walking in sin. So it's important for us to know this. Take a look at verse 20. It says, for you are brought with a price. Therefore, glorify God in your body and your spirit, which are God's. If you're God's property, 
How do we take God's property and give it to the devil? It's impossible uh, uh, and it's very ungodly to take God's property and give it to the devil. Because what's born of God belongs to God. And what's born, you know, Lord have mercy. You know, uh, there was a message preached by a bishop uh, many years ago about who's your daddy. And so now, if you born of the devil, then we understand why you doing devilish things. Praise the Lord. We don't have to have no bunch of scriptures to figure out how can a person do this? How could a person do that? The devil is got in them. And if the devil get in you, praise the Lord, doesn't matter how saved you is. If the devil get in you, he'll make a fool out of you. I got to let you know, my friend. And so this is why we need to know how to keep our commitment with God. We keep our commitment by abstaining from fleshly desires. Praise the Lord. I know some people ain't going to like it. You know, some people ain't going to like this teaching today, but I'm here to let you know and serve you notice. Uh, you got to stay away from certain things when you know you weak and you know you don't have strength in certain areas. You need to stay away from that and ask God to strengthen you. Ain't no sense in you going to know a, 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 a smoking room. No, you struggling with smoking. Do, do I make myself plain? You know, ain't no sense in you got problems with gambling, going to Potawatomi or going to a casino. You need to stay away from those things and you know you weak at them. Praise the Lord. You know you not married and you know you ain't had a man in a long time. Do I have to make myself plain? You need to stay away from things that aggravate your flesh. Praise the Lord. And so I want to make sure I make it clear today that we understand in keeping our commitment with the Lord, we have to understand that we've made a vow to the Lord. And sometimes we go back on our vow because guess what? Things begin to draw us out into those old fleshly desires again. And we need to stay under the auspices of God and the Holy Ghost by staying in prayer, by doing spiritual things, by, you know, and by confessing our fault one to another. You can't tell everybody, you know, your problem, but you can share with somebody. And so don't tell me, uh, don't tell me this. Now you can tell me, but it ain't going to register because you don't fall overnight. Nobody falls overnight. Nobody just fall out the sky and backslide. You have been uh, put in a situation where you have been compromising your godly lifestyle. At some point, some area or another, you decided that you were going to not walk uh, according to God's word. And when we defy the, the, the word of God, because the word of God is our fence, it's our safety and our protection. And when we go to talking about, you know, our title and we go to talking about how strong we is. And, you know, the Bible said, you know, uh, a man that thinking he's standing, take heed lest he fall. We need to be careful of these things because it says here in Corinthians, the Corinthian church, he talked about the immoral man judge and he explains it here. And he even uh, brought a point here in seven. I'm going to read a little bit of seven, but I want to stay in six. But he, I'm going to touch a little bit here in seven. He says, now concerning the things wherever you wrote unto me, it is good for a man not to touch a woman. So now 
I'm going to make this plain. It doesn't matter if you're a man, woman, boy, or girl. Now, if you touching a woman, the Bible says, can a man take hot coals of fire and put into his bosom and not be burned? You can't do it. And so in keeping your commitment to the Lord, you got to know uh, how God dwell in you, except you be reprobate. You got to know uh, when and when not to. And this is the problem. This is the power struggle. You know, because we're in a power struggle with ourselves. You, you ain't no power struggle with me, and you certainly ain't no power struggle with God. You in a power struggle with yourself. When you think yourself to be something, when you nothing, the Bible says you deceive yourself. And so we need to come down a notch and not get lifted up in these titles and not get lifted up in ourselves, not get lifted up in pride, because it tells us in the scripture for our own protection, it is good for a man not to touch a woman. Keep your hands to yourself. Praise the Lord. That's the best way I can tell you, you know, because sometimes we try to go all the dance around it. And, you know, we try to put, you know, uh, I don't know. We try to put, you know, how we, when we do the dinner, when we fix the plate, we try to make it dress it up, make it look pretty so it can look appealing. That's I'm not in the business of doing that when it comes to preaching the gospel. I'm going to give you straight face value scripture. Keep your hands to yourself. Praise the Lord. And you will stay out of trouble. Praise the Lord. That's the best way to do it. Nevertheless, to avoid fornication, let every man have his own wife. Praise the Lord. There it is right there. So if you're not married or if you are married, you don't have a right to be uh, touching what you shouldn't be touching. Praise the Lord. And so, we need to learn and be taught how to keep our hands to ourselves. Praise the Lord. If mama didn't teach you that and daddy didn't teach you that, teach you how to do that, it's time that you learn it through the scriptures. Keep your hands to yourself. These little young mannish boys in the church, they want to touch and feel on all these sisters and stuff. It's time out for this foolishness and this dumb stuff. If we're going to talk about holiness, let us teach it. Let us exercise it. Let us demonstrate it before the people. If we're not going to demonstrate it before the people, then you need to pack your bags now and leave. Praise the Lord. What are you saying, Elder Newsom? What I'm saying to you, a lot of times we're not fit for this work if we're not going to obey the scripture. Because guess what? You're going to come tumbling down if you don't obey the scripture. It don't matter who you is. Let me read this to you. Then I'm going to get on out here. I know some of y'all don't like this, but it's hallelujah anyhow. It's right anyhow. But let me say this. Nevertheless, to avoid fornication, let every man have his own wife. It says it right there in the scripture. And let every woman have her own husband. Now, what, 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 what don't we understand about that? If you're married already, you have a wife that you can go home to and spend quality time with. If you're a husband or a wife, the wife got a husband she can go home to and spend quality time with her husband. If you're a husband, you have a wife you can go home to and spend quality time with your wife. Praise the Lord. If you're single, you have the Lord. Oh, Lord, have mercy. Let me get out of here. If you're single, you have the Lord. You know, you don't just go and say, oh, let me find me somebody 
No, that ain't how I work here in holiness. You need to understand these scriptures are for your protection. Praise the Lord. And a lot of times we say, well, you know, the pastor, he got a wife. So I'm trying to, I'm trying to get my life together. Well, there's a way that we do things in holiness. And the Bible said, let all things be done decently and in order. It's not in order if you're not doing it according to scripture. doesn't matter who we are. And sometimes we feel like, well, you know, I, I, I know what that means. So I, I'm, I'm, you know, we like the young man that told Jesus, what good master, what must I do that I, that I might inherit the kingdom of heaven? And so him full of pride, he said, oh, I've done all these things from my youth. We better make sure we take another look at this. Because a lot of us saying, oh, yeah, I got that down. I'm not going, you know, I'm good. Well, if you good, then situations shouldn't be coming up with you. Praise the Lord. And so if we so good, we need to find ourselves going back to the basics and going back to these fundamental scriptures and to find out why Paul was telling the Corinthian church, he was telling the younger saints and the becoming saints, and he was also telling the saints that were seasoned. This is how we are to behave ourselves in a moral matter. Not in morality, but morality. And so if we're going to operate according to the word of the Lord, we got to understand what being keeping our commitment, what, what has to deal with keeping our commitment. Some of us don't believe unfaithfulness will cause us to miss heaven. Unfaithfulness will cause you to miss heaven. Let's go to Romans 12 and 5. We're going to get out of here once we read Romans 12. I think it's very, very important that we take a look at this. All right. Uh, I'm going to, I'm going to read Romans 12 and five, and then we're going to read Romans 13 and, and nine. Okay. All right. It says, so we being many are one body in Christ and everyone members of one another. And the first thing we will say, you know, if I uh, don't do it right and you have people that save, say it, and they need to really think about what they saying, you know, if I, you know, if I don't, you know, if I don't do things just right, then just worry about yourself. How can you, how dare you say that when the scripture said, so we being many are one in one body in Christ. We are part of one another. So if you do something in the body, if you look at your natural body, if you stump on your little toe, your whole body going to feel it. So how we so out of joint and out of position with God when, when we mess up and we do things that ain't right and we said, don't you worry about it. We got, you know, look at this. What affects you affects me. You may not like this today, but I got to serve you notice and serve it to you on a platter. What you do, do affect somebody else. I want to make it plain today. So we being many are one body in Christ and every one member, everyone members of one another. So if we members of one another, what we do affect one another. Praise the Lord. And so you can't, you can't, you can dissect the body, but 
But when you separate the body, it's no longer a body. And this is why we must be unified in the scriptures about how we deal with uh, disciplinary actions and and, and, and handling how we keep our commitment with the Lord, because what it takes for me to keep my commitment, it, God requiring the same thing of you, holiness. He says, follow peace with all men and holiness without to which no man shall see the Lord. If you in the body and I'm in the body and we're planning on seeing the Lord, you need to be holy. Praise the Lord. I hope I'm making myself clear today. And if you think you can stop being holy and make heaven, it's not possible. Then what you're saying is you got your own, you know, you got your own avenue to go to glory. If you're going to get the glory, you're going to need the Holy Ghost to get there. And if you in sin, you don't have the Holy Ghost. If you doing wrong, if you lying or you been lying, if you cheating and you are a cheater, you need to get back on that altar and say, Lord, create in me, oh God, a clean heart, oh God, and renew a right spirit within me. The devil is a lie. You know, we, you know what? We need to uh we need to take a look at these scriptures here in Romans chapter 12 here. Even though we have different gifts according to the grace that's given to us, the Bible said, let us prophesy according to the proportion of faith. Right? It says, or ministry, let us wait on our ministry. Or teaching, let us wait on our teaching. Exhorting, let us wait on our exhortation. But he that uh, give it, let him do it with simplicity. He that rule it, let him do let him rule it with diligence. And he that showed mercy with cheerfulness. Here we are, my friend. Verse number nine. Let love be without dissimulation. Don't treat me no differently than you treat anybody else when there's a problem. Praise the Lord. If I do something that's not according to the word of God, I should get the exact same repercussions. Praise the Lord. I know we probably said different strokes for different folk, but God got the same stroke for sin. Praise the Lord. I know we try to div you know, I know we try to make it, you know, something that it's not, but sin is sin. I don't care who is in. Praise the Lord. And sin will be judged by God. We ain't worried about man. Praise the Lord. Because you know what? Man looks on the outward appearance, but God look it on the heart. When God was looking for a, a, a king to anoint in uh for Israel. He looked for David, even though uh, 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 there were uh, other Jesse had other sons. Praise the Lord. But God was looking at the heart because he was committed. Yeah, did David sin? Yes, but he was committed. And when you commit it, you will repent, you will humble yourself, and you will say, God, forgive me. God, I'm sorry. I don't care who else looking. You're looking at me, Lord. That's what's important. We got this thing backwards. We got this thing twisted like a pretzel. We need to be appealing to God. If we're going to be help, the help going to come from God. Praise the Lord. And so we need to keep our commitment. Praise the Lord. 
And so it's very, very important for us to understand that God looks at the heart. And if the heart don't repent, your lips can say, I'm sorry. Your lips can say, I'm, I'm okay. Your lips can say a lot of stuff. Crocodile tears don't mean you repent it. Praise the Lord. But a change in direction will solidify repentance. Praise the Lord. If you start walking toward God and keep walking long enough, God will meet you. But if you start walking toward God and something else catch your eye and you turn from God, guess what? That's not true repentance. No matter what come in your path, you need to stay with God. Praise the Lord. The old saints used to sing this old time song. and I'm going to get out of here. Say, I will stay with God. I'll always stay with God. Praise the Lord. Now that, that, that came in my spirit today. I will stay with God. I'll always stay with God. Will you stay with God? When challenging times when difficult times, when uh, trivial times come, will you stay with God when people run off and leave you? This, this is not only to members. This, this is the pastors and leaders too. When the members run off and leave, will you stay with the work of God? Or will you say, well, I guess, uh, I guess I'll quit now. We shouldn't appeal to situations or circumstance. We should keep our commitment to God. I want to talk about Daniel before I get out of here. Daniel kept his commitment. Daniel prayed. He didn't care what the king said. He didn't care what the decree said. He kept his prayer. He kept his fasting. And he kept his diet. Do we let people change us? Do we let others' opinion dictate our commitment to God or what we said we would do in the Lord? Do we let other people influence, cause us to walk away from what we told God we were going to do? If that sounds like you today, ask God to restore you. I'm here on the line. We're here to pray with you. God can restore you. The number is 414-628-0568. You can call us if you need prayer. The Bible tells us that we ought to have the same love. We should have the same mind. We have the same love and same mind. Shouldn't we be trying to get to the same commitment in God? The same commitment is to love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, with all thy soul, with all thy mind, and with all thy strength. You know, this is the commandment. And the one that's, you know, you know, the two that is greatest, love thy neighbor as thyself. Shouldn't we be getting to that? Keep, shouldn't we have the same commitment toward God? even though we all may have different needs and different desires and, and different levels that God has taken us to. But we should all want to have a faithful relationship with the Lord. And if we're looking for anything outside of having a closer relationship with God, what are we looking for? 
Because if you're looking for the Lord to return and crack the sky, if you're standing up gazing and, and sent the two men with white apparel and said, why stand you gazing into heaven? For that same Jesus that was taken up from you shall return in like manner. If you're looking for the Lord to return, you need to stay committed to the work. There's no time to quit, no time to give up, no time to throw in the towel. You need to be encouraged. Let us go to, uh, I want to go to Romans. I want to go to Romans uh, 13. Let's go to Romans 13 and 9. All right. Well, let's let's read 8, 8 and 9. It says, oh, no man, nothing. Romans 13 and 8 and verse 9 and 10. All right. It says, oh, no man, nothing. Oh, no man, anything, rather. This is an exact excerpt of the scripture. I'm in the uh, King James Version. If you have the NIV or the RSV or the ESV, uh, I'm reading from the King James Version. It says, Oh, no man, anything but to love one another. But to love one another. For he that loveth another had fulfilled the law. We don't condemn and we certainly don't condone. Praise the Lord. But it says here, he says, for he that loved another had fulfilled the law. And he says here, for this thou shall not commit adultery. It says it right here in the scripture right here. This is for you, me, and everybody. It says, for thou shall not commit adultery. Is that the only sin? No. Thou shalt not steal. Are you stealing? And it says, thou shalt not kill. If you're running somebody down with your mouth, you're killing them. Speak life over them. Hmm? The adulterer is just as guilty as a, as a thief. And the thief is just as guilty as the, as the murderer. So there's no difference in the sin. All sin is sin. Thou shall not steal and thou shall not bear false witness. If you testifying to something that you did not see or hear with your own ears, you know, we have to be careful. I can't say I witnessed it. I only can say I heard it. And if you want to know who I heard it from, I can tell you who I heard it from. But I only can testify to the things that I've seen and heard with my own ears. And if I didn't see it, I only can tell you what I heard. But don't challenge what I heard if you know what I heard is to be true. And you know it to be true. These are the things that we get into that violate scripture. And it says, thou shall not covet. That's a big problem in, in ministry, in the kingdom. We think adultery, and yeah, it's a big problem, but I'm saying covet is what, what gets you into problems. You know, when something don't belong to you, you shouldn't be wanted. It don't belong to you. Praise the Lord. Covenant will lead you to all these other things. <laughs> Lord have mercy. If you covet the wrong thing, you'll steal to get it. You'll kill to get it. You'll commit adultery to get it. 
You'll do anything to get it. I hope I made myself plain. I got to get out of here, but I, I feel my help coming on today. Praise the Lord. And I know a lot of people don't like strict holiness, but the word of God, that's what it teaches us to keep our commitment. And if we're going to keep our commitment, we can't slack up from the truth. Praise the Lord. It says here, thou shall not covet. And if there be any other commandment, it is briefly comprehended in this. Namely, thou shall love thy neighbor as thyself. Do you treat yourself the way you treat your neighbor? Or do you treat your neighbor how you treat yourself? Love working no ill to his neighbor. Therefore, love is the fulfilling of the law. You got to love God more than anything if you're going to keep your commitment. You know what? And we coming to find out the truth in these last days. People ain't loving God like they say they do. And like they preach they do. And like they sing they do. And like they dance and run up and down the aisle and speak in some kind of tongue that they do. Because when you love the Lord, you won't be found doing none of those items that's in verse number nine, Romans 13 and nine. Because if you're doing any of those items, and if you're lying, if you're on Facebook and YouTube and all these other places, if you own these things, you lying and you talking one way at church and you acting like the devil, Lord have mercy. Let me get out of here. You need to get saved. I don't have no other way to say it. I, you know, and you know, my thing is, uh, I try to, you know, I try to look at it in a way that God is helping us all and he's working on us. But some things are just foolishness. Some stuff we just doing and enough is enough. Stop now. You know, stop it now. Sin, stop it now. And so that's what we need to do to keep our commitment. We need to love the Lord, saints. Let's love Jesus. Let us trust God. Let us walk with the Lord. Let us believe God for further healing. We need a healing in this ministry. And before I get off this broadcast today, we're going to touch and agree and we're going to pray for healing among us. I know you're wounded. I know you're hurting. We're all hurting from something. But don't let your hurt be from sin. Ask God to restore you. Ask God to heal you. Ask God to renew your strength. Ask God to give you direction. Let us pray at this time. We want to thank you for listening to us today. Uh, let us pray at this time. Most precious Father in heaven, in Jesus' name, Lord, as we come before thy throne and before thee, God, we thank you. Oh, God, for this broadcast, we thank you, Lord, for the words of life that may edify the body of believers. Fathers, we pray, we pray for your healing in the name of Jesus. We want to tell you, thank you, Lord, for, oh God, granting us an opportunity, Lord, to share and, oh, God, reflect, reflect in repentance, oh, God, that we might renew our commitment as a body, as a people. Help us now, God,
to renew our love, oh God, for you and toward you and for the things of God that nothing, Lord, still our joy, captures our attention, draws us, oh God, out of your loving hands. Oh God, help us now guard our hearts with all diligence. Oh God, guard our eyes and ear gates. Lord, that you would, oh God, oh God, direct our hearts that we would see you. And Lord, not, oh God, things that, oh God, attract flesh. Help us now that we would doubt to the outward man and that the inward man will be renewed day by day. In the precious name of Jesus, we pray. We pray, God, for every family member, those that are going through, those that are dealing with addiction, oh God, those that are dealing with, oh God, misalignment of trust, those that, oh God, oh God, that has been defamed, we pray, God, you would send healing, send deliverance right now. Touch them and let them know they can be saved. Oh, God, help them, Lord, to seek truth. And, oh, God, help them to desire it on their inward parts. And, Father, that they may know, God, that you're there and that you care and that you would deliver and bring them out. And, God, those that need the Holy Ghost, those, oh, God, that's dealing with betrayal, touch right now. In the name of Jesus, send healing, God. And Father, we thank you. We praise you. We pray, God, for spiritual healing for the body of believers. Touch now. Oh, God, like never before. And Father, we thank you. We forever give you glory and we give you praise. Help us to keep our commitment, God. Help us to keep our vow. Help us, oh, God. Oh, God not to be separated from the love of Christ. Don't let nothing separate us, Lord, but empower us through your Holy Spirit to keep striving and keep fighting because, oh God, the soul is worth fighting for. And Father, we thank you. We forever give you glory. We claim healing and deliverance and we decree it done by faith to the listeners and subscribers of this broadcast. Touch and deliver in Jesus' name. We pray to the glory of God. Thank God, amen, and amen. Praise God. Amen. We thank God for you. We're going to get out of here. want to give announcements. I want to give announcements. Um, there will be cleanup at the church on uh, Thursday. And so we ask that uh, all that can help support that effort of uh of uh, meeting down at the church and uh, prepare for the services on this weekend. And so there will be uh, um, a cleanup and uh, some uh, getting together of the believers to uh, get prepared for this weekend. And so we ask all the uh, Pentecostal Power members to uh, govern yourself according to the announcements and help in supporting in that endeavor. On Thursday, there will be no Bible class, but there will be uh, a getting together for uh, uh, cleanup and uh, just uh, uh, getting things prepared for uh, weekend services. And so uh, with that, no further ado, we want to say God bless you to all the people of God. Until next time, I am your host, Elder Gregory Newsom with the Faith in God Internet TV. Until next time, we say God bless you in Jesus' name.